Welcome to the Sports Analytics Podcast, your source of information you can use along your journey in the world of sports analytics. Through interviews with experts and thought leaders, we'll uncover how data science, artificial intelligence, and analysis tools are being used for competitive advantage in sports. We'll also explore industry trends and career opportunities. So now, hold on to your data, folks, because this program is ready to launch. It will take the computer a few moments to compile the information. Here is your host, Terry Frederick. Welcome, listeners. Today, we will continue exploring the world of sports analytics and sports marketing with an industry-leading thought leader on those topics. My guest has crafted business relationships with some of the most prestigious sports organizations and corporate sponsors, including the NFL, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, NBA, the Dallas Cowboys, the Bayern Munich soccer team, Dolphins, Falcons, Atlanta United, and many more. He has appeared in media outlets including the Wall Street Journal, Sports Illustrated, The Washington Post, Forbes, USA Today, ESPN Radio, and the list goes on. He is the Chair of Entrepreneurship, Management and Marketing for the Brock School of Business at Sanford University, and Executive Director for Sanford University's Center for Sports Analytics. Please welcome to the show today, Dr. Darren White. Darren, welcome aboard. Glad you're here. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I, it makes me tired just listening to all of that, you know. So. <laughs> I had to cut back on some of it. My goodness, you, you've had a lot of relationships with a, a lot of folks and certainly a thought leader and an expert in about what we're going to talk about today. So I'm glad you're here. And uh, perhaps you could uh, share with our listeners a little bit more about you that I didn't cover and, uh, you know, the good work that you're doing there at Sanford University. And then we'll jump into some other topics. Yeah, sure. Uh, again, happy to be here today. Happy to chat. Um, I have, I think, what I would I, I consider the dream job. Uh, I'm a college professor uh, that gets to spend my days educating and mentoring the next generation of sports industry executives. And it's just uh, every every day I get up and just am thankful that I I get to do what I get to do. And so, um, but that's uh, we we built a program here in the Brock School of Business about a decade ago, and um, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of what we do day in day out. So you're involved in, um, I believe the department is the sports marketing department, and I'm kind of seeing I'm seeing this theme in the universities that you know sports marketing and then the analytics uh, is is evolving so much here in the past five or six years that it seems to be in that department, if you will. Yeah, that's right. So as as uh, you probably know, the world of sports has changed dramatically in the last 20 years. Um, you know, it's now big business. Sports is all about business. It's all about revenue generation. And so to go along with that change in the industry, we're starting to see more and more business schools, like our school, for example, at Sanford, uh, that are starting to have specialized programs to help students that want to major in business, but ultimately end up on the business side of sports. Uh, that's the sort of the career direction they're wanting to go. And so you're starting to see more business schools that are starting those kinds of programs. 
uh, we were, uh, we sort of jumped on that bandwagon back in uh, about, again, about 10 years ago. And we launched a program in sports marketing specifically. Uh, and then uh, over the years, we've, you know, we're constantly improving it and looking for trends in the industry. We have an advisory board. We've got some great people on our board, like Rich McKay, for example, the president of the Falcons and, and uh, many others like him. And uh, so they advise us on sort of trends in the industry. And one thing we've been hearing over and over again is, hey, we need more students that are trained in analytics. They, yes, they need to know sports marketing and sports business, but they've also got to have some analytics as well. So we added that component a couple of years ago and uh, now have that as part of our program as well. So the thing that I'm interested in is uh, more of the analytics associated with uh, running the business of sports. Uh, many of my previous guests, we've, we've taken a deep dive into player performance, uh, roster building, uh, and then down to the, the details of, you know, the analytics associated with, uh, you know, pitches and hitting and all that. But what I'm really interested in uh, hearing from you is exactly those types of trends that you're hearing about for marketing sports teams and how analytics are used in that realm yeah, yeah, you're right. And so, and again, that's kind of one of our, our areas of uh, specialization is is working in the uh, you know kind of kind of that space um, because again, we're in the business school, so our students are being trained in finance and marketing and economics and uh, and all that. And so, so our students when they uh, when they leave, they end up working um, in revenue generation areas of the sports team. And so. For example, last so, year, so ticket a, sales, uh, the fan experience, uh, yeah. all, all that stuff. Yeah, you got it. You got it. So, like for example, last year we had a, one of our students that was uh, he left us, and he's now the business intelligence coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. So that's a typical sort of career starting spot if you want to do sports business and analytics. Um, and so, what those careers are looking like is you're you're trained. You know, first of all, you're trained to understand business in general. You know, that's the first step. And then you're also understanding the business model of sports, which is different from any other industry. So you've got that that as well. And then you've also got to have the analytics skills. And so uh, our program sort of gives you all three. And uh, those are the skills you need if you want to work in a role like that in the in this industry. And so that's uh, that's kind of what we do. So so the typical project would work with uh, you know, like we just finished a project, for example, with a, a major league soccer team where we looked at uh, a huge amount of data, ticketing data, and uh, helped them analyze that data and come back with some valuable insights that will help them drive additional revenue, sell more tickets, that sort of thing. Um, we also look at a lot of social media data and you know, are able to learn a lot about our fans and, and understand how to better engage fans uh, as a result of what we learn through you know, big data, social data. Uh, and so that's just a couple of, a couple of examples. Well, those are great examples that uh, you you answered the question I wanted to ask was how analytics are being used to find that actionable information that can lead to uh, success for the team. And that's on the business side uh, revenue generation uh, of, you know, uh, retaining uh, customers, which are fans, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, you know we, we're living in a time of a of a data explosion. Um, it's almost like almost like the industrial revolution, you know, just completely changed the world. I I believe we're living in a similar time, and we'll look back at this fifty years from now, and and really look at this decade 
Um, cause they say that if you took all the data that has ever been created in the history of the world, like if you imagine that it's hard to kind of map, wrap, map, uh, wrap mm-hmm. your mind around, but if you took all of that data and put it into one giant warehouse, 90% of what's been created has been created in the last 24 months. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and, and by the way, it's exponential. It's still, it's growing. It's not slowing down. And so, so as a result, you have businesses, not just sports business, but all businesses are drowning in data. And and they know that's starving for intelligence. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and they have no. You know, they know it's valuable. It's like we know this has great value, but how do we actually derive that value? And so that's what we're trying to do at Sanford. We're trying to provide the industry with the specific skill sets to to know. Because it, it takes more than just analytics. I mean, you could be you could if you're if you're just trained in analytics, but you don't really understand business and specifically the business model of sports then you could be looking at the greatest insight in the world and have no idea that it's even valuable. So uh, yep. you know, knowing, knowing what questions to ask is half the battle. <laughs> that so, is exactly the theme that my last three guests had, had mentioned as well. So <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> and that was more the performance side. The same thing is that, that we often talk with my guests about, uh, I mean, it's about business, about competition. Sports is about competition gaining that competitive advantage. And what I hear over and over again is we, we all have this massive amounts of data. It's only going to continue to grow. The, the discriminator seems to be for businesses and sports teams, how they use this data is asking the right questions. Yes, that's right. No, and then, and then, you know, looking at the, the data that you have and being able to figure out what questions can I even ask, you know, and that's a, that's a skill in of itself. Is so what questions should I be asking? Yeah, or, or I, have, I don't know. There's the real challenge. What questions yeah. do I not know that I should ask? <laughs> right, right, exactly. So it's uh, it's not as simple as it may seem. It's, it seems like, oh, you just have this big Excel spreadsheet and you run some regressions and boom, here we go. And it's but it's not. You know, for, the first step is always figuring out what data we even have, and typically that can take months to. To kind of pull together all the different various data sets that are they're normally in different formats and, and getting the data sets to talk to each other, you know. And so we we tell our students all the time, you will probably spend on a pro- like the project we just finished up with the MLS team. We spent four months doing nothing but pulling various data sets together and getting them to talk to each other, cleaning the data, getting it in a format where we could actually analyze the data. And data uh, integrity, cleaning it up so you could use it. Yeah, yeah. So you spend most of your time doing that before you ever start mining it for insights. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a lot of a lot of that kind of grunt work goes into it. And, um, you yeah, know, so that's uh, that, that's a big part of it. So the business students are going to have to have skills where, uh, you know, some web skills, some programming skills, <laughs> how, to right. use, yep. how to use databases. And <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah. So, so you got to have a little bit of computer science. You've got to have, you know, you got to have all the, you know, the analytic skills themselves, no statistics and, and all that. You, again, need to understand uh, finance and, and just business in general. And then you need to understand the business model of sports. I mean, there's four revenue streams in sports and knowing how those four revenue streams interact with each other and knowing, you know, just, just understanding the business of sports. So it's a, it's a very specialized kind of person that, that really fills those kind of roles and, you know what we're being, what we're hearing from the industry is every time they put out a job posting for something like this, you know they get a lot of resumes, but it's hard to find someone with all of those skill sets combined. What are those four uh, streams of revenue? 
Uh, so you're so you're talking about you know one we've already mentioned will be gate revenue or ticket sales. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into uh, you know analyzing uh, you know your your fan base and potential fan base. There's just all, there's a lot that go a lot of analytics that goes into that. Uh, then you've got licensed merchandising, which is mm-hmm. that you're selling over here. And again, there's you look at things like for example that Fanatics is doing. I mean they're doing some really cool things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the data that they've got that they're then turning around, providing that data back to some of their partners that's you know helping them drive additional revenue. And so there's been a number of articles that talk about what Fanatics is doing in the licensing space. And uh, one of our one of our board members is a senior vice president of IMG College. And uh, some of the things that they're doing you know, now with data to help their partners is really, really cutting edge. And and it, it, and it changes. Every, I mean, literally every six months, there's something, something new, some new idea, some new data or, or whatever. And then uh, so you got your licensing, you've got your uh, your gate revenue, you've got your media rights, and of course, you know, with all the streaming that we have going on now, I mean, again, every time oh, that oh, the landscape's just changing. Right. Yeah, and so, I mean, if you log on and watch, uh, you know, a Bundesliga match like it's going on right now, uh, you're watching some Bundesliga matches, you know, on your phone. Well, there's data being collected on that. I mean, there's all sorts of data that's uh, you know that's being derived that we can now use and monetize you know and so and then the final uh, revenue stream and this is probably our biggest area of expertise is in the uh, the sponsorship revenue uh, the partnerships the mm-hmm. the uh, and so we do quite a bit of work with major brands uh, we just completed a project for example back in the fall for Coca Cola sports marketing and we did a uh, you know, we're, we're, we're working with uh, companies like Chick-fil-A and, and um, you know, just Blue Cross Blue Shield and uh, Transamerica. And there's a number of companies that we work with to help them uh, make sure that they're maximizing that partnership using data to help them make wise strategic decisions to maximize the marketing value of those, of those uh, assets that they're purchasing. Time for a short break. I have some exciting news. I want to welcome a new sponsor to the show, Analytics for Coaches. Started by NBA coach and player Butch Carter, Analytics for Coaches offers online courses that help basketball coaches use simple math to win more basketball games. Learn some simple basketball math you may not be currently using but should use in practices and game situations. Learn to structure basketball software to plan more effective practices. Coaches learn how to use in-game analytics they've never used before. Turn timeouts into competitive advantage and keep track of in-game metrics that equate to winning more games. And here's the best part. Courses are extremely affordable for coaches at all levels. I can't think of a better time to invest in yourself to become a better winning basketball coach than now. Click on the Analytics for Coaches link in the show notes for more information or to sign up. Okay, back to my interview with Dr. Darren White. So I want to sh- shift gears for a second over to the uh, what you're doing in the Center for Sports Analytics. Yeah, well, the Center has, was really created for a couple of different purposes. Uh, one, to give us uh, the ability to actually do work for uh, big brands and for teams that need work done. Uh, and, you know, and so we, we are able to form uh, really valuable partnerships with brands and teams and uh, are able to involve our students in a lot of that work. And so they get some fantastic real world experience. 
um, all of our students, when they graduate from our program, they will have worked on various projects through the center that are real world projects and will actually have presented to actual executives. And so, you know, uh, we've done projects in the past. You've mentioned some of them, you know, Bayern Munich is one, for example, we did a project for the Dolphins. We had one for the, uh, the Nike, which was really cool. We actually flew out to Oregon and presented at Nike World Headquarters. Um, and so the center sort of allows us the ability to form those long lasting partnerships and relationships, which allows us then to do real work for real teams and real brands, which when our students graduate, you can imagine, I mean, you've got a student now graduating with a business degree, lots of sports industry experience. I mean, real stuff. They've got on the resume that they presented to the, you know, the head of Nike football and baseball and the whole team, you know, during their senior year. Uh, plus, they got the analytic skills, they got internships, they got relationships through our board. So there's a reason why we place when we've placed over 90 percent of our students in the industry. And, um, you know, and that's that's how we're able to do it is it's got a very real world feel to it. You're not just sitting in a classroom listening to someone lecture, uh, although we do a lot of that, too. We have a ton of guest speakers. I have, uh, for example, on Friday, we have a class going right now and I've got the, uh, the head of the SEC network, for example, speaking on Friday. You know, and so every wow. so we do it, we expose them to a lot of you know, external people that way as well. But um, but that's that's kind of that's kind of how we do it. It's, it's got that. And so the center plays an important role in, in allowing us to execute and build those kind of long term partnerships with you know, teams and brands. So is the work that the center does for teams primarily on the business side? Uh, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. It, histor historically, it has been. I say that now. Now we have within the last year or two, we kept having students say, you know, well, I want to be the next Moneyball Billy Bean or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like, OK, so we have now launched uh, as of about a year ago, we launched uh, you know, a, a track, you know, a career pathway, if you will, for students that want to come in and actually go that direction. And uh, so, like, for example, in the fall, we will be placing students doing that sort of work, that money ball type work. We have a professional soccer team in, uh, in Birmingham. We'll have two students working with uh, them. We'll have students working with our men's basketball team, our football team, uh, our, basket, you know, our uh, baseball team. So we'll have our own students doing that type of work with you know, various teams while they're on campus. And so, uh, yeah. so we do have that as well, but that's, that's a newer sort of wrinkle for us. Yeah, I uh, I see that trend occurring more and more as the the analytic space grows, and certainly the colleges are responding to that. Uh, I know that uh, I had a guest on a few weeks ago. He's assistant coach for uh, the number one ranked Division three men's basketball team in the country, uh, and uh, he went to college at Davidson, and he was telling me about their analytics program there, and they have like seventy students, like working in some capacity in analytics, you know, for the, uh, the, the teams, it, it's, it's amazing. And it sounds like, like, you, you know, you're heading there, there as well as having pro providing those opportunities for students to, uh, get embedded with the teams at the college. But what I really like hearing is how you're got those relationships with the professional sports teams to embed the, the students and get real hands-on experience uh, I mean, we could sit in the classroom forever, but <laughs> we know until you have to go do it, that's when you learn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and we're, you know, Sanford is a university. We were ranked by Wall Street Journal uh, just a few months ago as the number three university in the nation for student engagement. And so we're, uh, we're, we're all about really close relationships with our students. And so 
Um, so the, the students in my program are, I mean, they're literally like my own kids. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we text each other all the time, back and forth, and they're so so that's and that's really the best ways. You know, we go ahead and give them, we throw them out there into these various projects and internships and opportunities as juniors. And then we, you know, we kind of mentor them ourselves through all the bumps that are going to come, come about. And it's, you're always going to have bumps. That's how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so, but by the time they graduate, I mean, they've, you know, they're really very prepared. And um, the number one, uh, the number one, you know, sort of uh, comment we get back all the time is there's, you know, once student, once a uh, teams and executives get exposed to our students, they're shocked that they're undergrads, you know, they're just, uh, really amazed, you know, that our undergrads are able to do so much. And uh, so it's, and a lot of it is, is that real close knit mentoring type environment that we, that we have at Sanford. And we're able to do that because of our smaller class sizes and, and those sorts of things. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, Darren, you touched on it, you know, the, the big data, it's only going to grow and, you know, we can throw artificial intelligence in there, but what I'm curious, uh, given that it looks like the focus for, for your Center for Sports Analytics and what you're doing there is, you know, more on the business side and it looks like you're delving into the, you know, the performance side of sports more. I'm curious about your views on where we're heading in the future and where you see AR, augmented reality, playing into the fan experience in sports arenas when we can get back in the arena in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's, you know, the at the, at the end of the day, we... We talk about this all the time. If you, you know, when you're, if you want to drive revenue in sports, then there's one thing that you really need to focus on, and that is fan engagement and fan experience. And so mm-hmm. it, it drives everything. If it, as fan experience and fan engagement goes up, all your revenue streams are gonna are gonna benefit from that. And so, um, and so as a, as a business executive in sports, you really really need to be thinking about how do we improve the fan experience? How do we create an environment that's gonna motivate them to get up off the couch? And actually come to the come to the games because that's an area you know sports has really been struggling with attendance within the last decade. I mean, all across sports you've been seeing declines, and it's because there's so much content out there and it's so good. And so, uh, so the more we can learn about engaging our fans and, and, and finding ways to do that creatively, uh, is you're you know you're gonna you're gonna ultimately achieve your objectives from a revenue perspective. And so, so virtual reality and AR and all that that's part of it's going to be part of the solution. As is. Uh, you know, we have gambling coming. Uh, that's the next, uh, another big topic. DraftKings, uh, yeah. <laughs> FanDuel. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, and so, so you know, you just constantly are seeing, you know, we're, we're pushing the envelope trying to find new ways to get our fans to be more engaged in our teams and our contents 24-7, 365 days a year. I mean, gone are the days that you just pay attention to your team during the season, then you forget about it. I mean, we're now trying to engage the fans 365 days a year. And so, um, yeah, I think the NBA is kind of, uh, I think they're kind of on the forefront of it. I think the other leagues are getting there. I mean, you could talk about the NBA all season. They find a way to, to, to space out the, the free agency and so that there's always something in the news going on in the NBA. And I think yeah. the other, football does a pretty good job too. If you give me a sec, I'll tell you, we're actually yeah. Yeah. on a study right now and we're going to be publishing it probably the next week or so. Uh, we're working. One of our partners is uh, Tigris Sponsorship Marketing out of uh, Denver, and the two of us are working on a project together where we we take um, one of the things that we create in the center just as sort of some data that we analyze and we produce it all the time. Been doing it for years. Is we uh, measure the overall uh, level of fan engagement with different teams and leagues and all that using social data. 
So uh, to, to kind of make the, the short version of it is we take uh, roughly 10 million U.S. sports fans, just basically just a broad spectrum of people in the United States of America that love sports, all kinds of sports. And then we look at their social content. And from that, from their activity on social, we're able to come back and have a metric that tells us how engaged the, the, the broad U.S. sports population is with various you know, in teams and leagues and all that. And so we've been we've been publishing that and it's free on our website. Uh, that you can, if you want to find that, and it's pretty, it's really pretty fascinating data. But, um, but interestingly, we've just rerun those numbers, and we're looking. What we've been looking at is which leagues and teams are doing the best job of engaging their fans and keeping their fan engagement during this COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, the NBA is of the Big Four. The NBA has been the best at uh-huh. maintaining their fan engagement over the course of the last two to three months. Um, interestingly, NASCAR has also done very well. Um, they've, they've, uh, with some of the stuff they've done with esports. Uh, and uh-huh. whatnot, but uh, five but it, races in eleven days might help. <laughs> yeah, that, that helps. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But uh, we don't know how long it'll be till we can have fans back in the stands. And I don't know. I just see a huge opportunity for the the major league sports that can get it right. That it could be an opportunity to grow fan base if they do it right with uh, the broadcasts. Uh, I mean, the broadcast more and more that I I watch in sports, there's more and more the the esports element to it, right? The way they're they're showing the graphics. I mean, what would be more cool than the NFL with no fans in the stands? But when a running back breaks through the line and we see how fast he's running down the sidelines, imposed on the screen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing more and more analytics already being incorporated into the viewing experience and. Um, and so that's, uh, and you're right. I think one of the, the uh, things that this, this, this sort of pause, you know, and normally in the world, I mean, the world of sports is, it's, it's wide open. I mean, when one season ends, there's another one already going. So if you're an executive in this industry, there's really no off time there. There really isn't, there is no such thing as a, as an off season, but what this has done, this has given everybody in the industry sort of a couple of months to sort of pause and rethink and recalibrate. And I think you're going to see some really creative things uh, both in terms of the fan experience you know, at games whenever we get to come back, as well as the things that we're going to see through some of the media that's going on. Uh, I think you're going to see that when we when we get this thing up up and rolling again in the next month or two. Oh, the media, the, the way, uh, the storytelling that, that can happen using analytics in a new way. Uh, it just... Yeah. Uh, it's kind of exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you, if you've watched any of the uh, any of the Bundesliga, but there's um, you know the Bundesliga is being shown on Fox right now, and they're they're doing you know le- the yeah the of course that's the first major league to come back, and they're doing some really neat things with um, with crowd noise, and uh, so it's uh, it's actually synchronized with the game itself, and so you know when the uh, when the opposing team gets a hold of the ball, for example, you'll hear some whistles and stuff and if someone gets fouled you hear the crowd reacting and it's but it's all being uh you know you know obviously it's there's nobody in the stand so uh, but they're doing a super job with it uh on the on the Bundesliga podcast or uh, broadcast well i'm curious to see where they go i have to watch uh a little more uh i had a guest on a couple of shows back who uh is a director of football which is soccer here in the U.S. and yeah. American football in the U.S. for Catapult Sports. Yeah, and they, they yeah, and so I, I, I'm waiting for that that GPS data to show up on the screen, you know, during a soccer match, you know, like <laughs> yeah, 
that that's going to be kind of cool when that happens. Yeah, yeah, that you're right. It will be. That'll be. Uh, uh, so it's. Um, but yeah, we we and we have a whole new generation of, of students that uh, you know they've sort of been raised on sports. And they're, they're just used to having data and they're used to being able to analyze data and do it themselves. And so those are a lot of the students that we're getting into our programs now. Before I let you get out of here, I'd, I'd like to, you touched on some of it. Maybe you could uh, share for my listeners. I, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Uh, some of my listeners are, are folks that are interested in uh, a career in sports analytics. What kind of advice would you give for people seeking a career in sports analytics? Yeah, it, you know, the... It's really a lot of what I'll just sort of repeat some of the things I've said, but I'll just, mm-hmm. it's super important that if you want to work, first of all, if you want to work on the business side of sports, you need a business degree. I mean, that's, and that's not just in analytics, that's in any type of business. If you want to work in the front office of a sports organization, you really need a business degree. That's, uh, that's become paramount in the last 10 years. And so, so that'd be number one. You need to get some kind of you know business. You got to understand finance. You got to understand accounting. You need to understand marketing. All that's important. Secondly, you've got to get relevant, real sports industry experience. Um, it's not enough just to take some classes, you know, online. On you know, you, you really have got to get experience in the industry because uh, that's what everybody on my board tells me. Like whenever they put out a, a job posting for a job at a, at a team, they're going to get a thousand resumes, and the first thing they're going to do is go through that pile. And anybody who doesn't have any kind of sports experience on the resume. It doesn't matter if you're coming from Harvard, you're gone. You're off the you're off the docket, you know. And, and that and that may mean uh, that uh, someone may need to volunteer and do uh, yeah, a, yeah. a project for a club. Yeah, exactly. And or, or go volunteer at your bowl game, uh, you know, over the Christmas break or mm-hmm. your golf tournament you got going on or you know, whatever whatever it may be. And so there's there's a lot of ways to do it. You don't have to, you know, go do a, you know, 50 hour a week internship to do this. You can uh, you can get experience in a lot of different ways. So, mm-hmm. so that'd be number two. And then again, if you're wanting to specifically work in analytics, then you got to get the analytic skills. Obviously you got to, you got to know stats. You got to, uh, you know, you got to, you got to be able to do all those sorts of things. And so, uh, so that'd be my, my advice. And, and really truthfully it's the easiest way to do all that is to, to find yourself in a program like ours, that's going to help you along the way and, mm-hmm. and make all those things happen for you. So, um, but yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a couple of websites I'd recommend. There's one called workinsports.com and another one called teamworkonline.com. And both of those list, those are sort of the clearinghouse for all the internships in the industry. And so those are both great websites to get internship opportunities and, and job postings as well. Um, and then the other, the final thing I'd say is, you know, we have, again, if you look at our, our website, you'll see that we have a partnership with SAS. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, SAS is... You're probably familiar with SAS. It's the the you know huge analytics company that produces analytics software and all that out of uh, out of uh, North Carolina. So we're their official sports analytics partner, and uh, so all of our students get SAS certified while they're in our program. Which is uh, we find that that's a having that SAS certification is a huge um, signal, if you will, to it could be a discriminator. Really, yeah, when, yeah, when, it really when is. I was looking at a hundred resumes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so, so having having experience with some of the top, you know, the most important software programs are, are really important, and SAS is definitely one of those. And you can, if you're in college, you know, you can get SAS certification uh, for. Um, I mean, all the all you can actually do it by going online and doing all their. You know, they have free courses for you to take, and then you got to pay a little bit of money to take the test, but it's not it's not that bad. So. Mm-hmm. So that'd be another recommendation is try to get some, some certifications with SAS along the way. 
Yeah, that's great. Well, that is really great stuff. Uh, appreciate it. I'm going to put all that stuff that you mentioned, uh, uh, various resources in the show here in the, the show notes so people can, can go check out your website, check out those websites. And uh, wow, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. We're, we're 30 minutes into a good discussion, really good information that you shared with us today. Uh, and uh, I'll give you a few minutes, if you'd like, to uh, share any uh, last thoughts before uh, I let you get on with your day. Yeah, well, I'll just say, if, if anybody's out there and you're interested in doing sports analytics writing, um, our website has, on the front page, we have a, a, a live blog where we produce content. Uh, and we have you know sport business analytic content as well as sport performance analytic content. And so uh, we have people that are constantly contributing to that. And so if you're interested in, if you've got some topic that you're interested in, got some data that you're looking at, and you think, man, I'd love to write up a blog post about this and get it out there. I mean, we get you know, uh, massive numbers of viewers on our website uh, every year. And so it's a great way to kind of get your name out there. If you get published on our website, you, know, you can put that on your LinkedIn page. That looks good. So, um, so that would be, that's one thing. And then again, if you're a student, we actually have students from all over the country, uh, actually internationally even, uh, that are interning for us. So we have a student from Carnegie Mellon right now interning with us. We've got one from the University of Texas interning with us. So, uh, you know, we, we, every semester we've got students interning remotely uh, through the Center for Sports Analytics. And so, you know, that's another opportunity if you're, uh, if you're a student and you'd like to get some experience. Yep. And then, uh, I guess, lastly, if, you, if anybody wants to connect with me, um, I'm a big Twitter guy. I love Twitter. So. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, and it's... Uh, so please feel free to connect with me on Twitter. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a, that's, and by the way, just to say, yeah, it's kind of strange, but Twitter is like the virtual Buffalo wild wings of the world of sports. And so uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody in sports is on Twitter. I mean, every, all the executives, it's just, it just, it's because where fans are, it's where fans go to talk about sporting events. It's actually the only social platform that sees a significant lift in traffic during like the Super Bowl and the Final Four and all that. So it's like the place to be if you're wanting to talk sports. And so I would uh, definitely recommend you have, I mean, with our students, we require them to actually all form a professionally branded rising sports industry executive Twitter account of themselves. Yeah, and then well, they, that's great. they produce content, they connect with people. And so try to, yeah, please connect with me on Twitter as well. I'm also on LinkedIn and, and we've got a Facebook page and all that and Instagram, but, uh, but I would, you know, I think you'd, you'd enjoy our Twitter feed the most probably. Okay. Yeah. To me, Twitter and on the professional side, seeking opportunities and work, LinkedIn's great. Twitter, you're right about that. And I'm thinking about my behavior when I'm, uh, you know, when sports is going full bore and, you know, you, you heard something that's happening. I go to Twitter to find out, you know, like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, it's a, over 50% of the content on Twitter is sports related. So it's. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't know it was that high. Yes. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it is. It's the spot to go to if you really want to. Uh, and again, everybody because of that, everybody in the industry is uh, is on Twitter. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about executives, you know, people mm -hmm. who are going to plus plus coaches, all those kind of folks. But um, yeah, we uh, so that's uh, so good yeah, that's stuff. Kind of good good stuff. But yeah, excellent. All right, well, Darren, thank you so much. I mean, just a wealth of information today. I appreciate you taking the time and coming on the show. Uh, with that, uh, I'm going to say goodbye for today, and thanks again. Uh, please stay safe and well, and hopefully 
sports will be back on TV or somewhere soon. <laughs> I know. That's right. Hey, we got the English Premier League coming back on June seventeenth. So there you go. Okay, I think the NBA is close, but uh, that's right. <laughs> all right, Darren. Thanks again, and have a great day. And uh, we'll be in touch with you. All right, thank you. And that's a wrap for the show today. But before we go, I wanted to share three big value bombs that Dr. White dropped in the show today. The major trend in the sports industry heard from sports team executives is that they need more students trained in sports, business, and analytics. Dr. White believes we are living in a world of the data explosion, very similar to the time of the Industrial Revolution. 90% of the data created by the world has been created in the last 24 months and continues to grow exponentially in both business and sports. What questions to ask of all that data is the big challenge and half the battle. Twitter is the main social media platform for sports. 50% of Twitter traffic is sports related. And most sports executives and coaches are on Twitter. You can find show notes, summaries, and resources mentioned on the show at my website, terrylfrederick.com. That's T-E-R-R-Y-L. F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K dot com. Please subscribe to my show. I'm in all the directories. A rating or comment helps me make the show better. Thanks for listening.